Greeting. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You feeling it? You want to step it on my intro? You feeling it? It's called a spincher. Step, in, step into it. Shh. Go. Hmm. Greetings and thanks for downloading. We want to welcome you to Is It Something You Can Stop? It's the fastest growing podcast hosted by us. I'm Mike. I'm Brooke. We're a brother and sister that love talking about pop culture and having people listen to it. (laughs) So sometimes we agree. And sometimes we don't. And if you want to get in on the discussion, we invite you to. Please send us electronically digital mail sent to somethingyoucanstop at gmail.com. And now let's see who we can offend. The people who make Kleenex. Why, why would they be offended? I don't know. I think they cry easy. Okay. Oh, can I go back to the way that you did the intro? Because I really felt that that was directed right at me. Why? Like, is there something you can stop? Why? Is it something you can stop right now, Brooke? Why would you feel that way? Because of your tone and inflection. Because of the nonverbals that were screaming at me. I think that's more... That says more about you than it does about me. No, it does it. People agree with me. I know they do. Mike, what's on your nerd brain? Let's change it up. You tell me first. My nerd brain right now is full, and I'm gonna f- I'm gonna apologize at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on Hamilton and American Musical. It's freaking. I'm obsessed with it right now. It's so magical. It's great. Is this new? I haven't heard anything about it. You're lying. I know. Everybody's heard everything about it. I know. People are killing each other and selling babies for tickets. I've heard that a ticket to the theater across the street is going for 50 bones. Just, so just to can, be there? So you can be close to the so theater. So you can be nearby. The- and I mean literal bones. Like you have to dig you up a to, body you and have submit to 50 bones <laughs> in order to be allowed yeah. to sit in the neighboring theater. Just oh, to say that you were near Hamilton. We're not taking money for these tickets. We're only taking human remains. 50 of them. 50 human bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Which is what Hamilton would have wanted. Um, It sounds like hyperbole and it sounds really silly to say it out Hyper-bowl. loud. Hyperbole. But yeah. like the, the songs, the way that they were written and the way that they're performed when you listen to them, it kind of gives me chills. It's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, we've got friends that have seen the show. We've got friends that have performed pieces of the show for other audiences here in Dallas. Um, I, you know, I have to apologize for making this connection, but it makes sense in my head. So I feel like it's, it reminds me of when Harry Potter got big and it made me so excited about how people were desperate to read again. Yeah. And it's kind of like that where people, not only are people excited about the theater, but mm-hmm. it's getting a whole new crowd into the theater and also into history. A little history. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Because, because it, in a in a pretty visceral way, it makes you feel like, Oh, these aren't just boring old dead people. Mm-hmm. They had lives just like we did. They, and they, and they had struggles and they had passions and they had, it, it, it makes things come, come to life in a way that is pretty rare and special. I, mm-hmm. I suggest it. Check it out. Listen to a few songs. Check, check, check. Because I realize it's out. not going to be for everybody. Right. But if you listen to a few songs and don't like it, you're not going to like it. I think you might. Ah. What's going on with your nerd brain? Ooh, my nerd brain is um, Injustice 2. 
Have you seen the trailer that just dropped? Yes. For you're upset about it? No, please go. Oh, okay. It, it um, excite me about it. I think it looks really cool. Like I enjoyed the first game because it's always kind of fun to be superheroes and and fight and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, what I like about this trailer, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Injustice Two. Um, it looks. I mean, it's a cool trailer. A teaser where they're all just like in this underground pit somewhere and they're all fighting. Um, and the things that I like the most are a Supergirl is mm-hmm, in it, mm-hmm. which is really pretty cool. Um, and then they they released a little bit of information about it, and they show because they show the the superheroes kind of putting on armor. And what they're saying is that in Injustice Two, there are going to be weapons and armor and things that you can do to outfit your character. That all the superheroes are going to be customizable, so that you can change them and give them things to fight with, which has never really been done before in a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also mention that there are going to be um, some more characters. One of which I'm really excited about, which is uh, Grodd. Grod's going to be part of it. Playable? So they're, yes. Playable so, Grod. Yes. So they're expanding. That's got my interest. Yeah. So they're, they're expanding the cat, the, uh, the cast basically to way bigger than they had for injustice. Okay. And, um, and I'm excited about Supergirl and, um, and Grod. But I also like the idea of being able to equip your heroes with stuff, which I think is kind of a, a cool idea. Okay. A couple of things with, with injustice. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's go back to the story. The basic premise of Injustice One is the Joker does something atrocious that completely flips the Superman switch and turns him into the greatest villain the world has ever known. Right, right, right. And he wants to burn the Earth. Mm-hmm. Then they they basically take sides, and it's a Mortal Kombat Justice League is, is what it yeah. is, right? So. Uh-huh. <clears throat> The game was really popular. Mm -hmm. I still have a chip on my shoulder about Batman v Superman and how that was taken, received. I I think it's an intriguing idea for the story, but Injustice just never got me. It never, I I, I think, and maybe part of it is the aesthetic too. I I have a trouble, I have trouble with fighting games. I feel like I'm just mashing buttons until Mm -hmm. stuff happens. I've always liked fighting games more than you have though. Like I like fighting games and driving games. And you've liked adventure games and things like that. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I, you know, one of the criticisms that I saw of Injustice 2, and again, it's just a trailer so far, but. Trailer looks good. Yeah. I saw uh, people saying like, oh my God, they're all trying to be Iron Man. And I'm like, so for the rest of the time, anytime anybody has armor that comes on automatically, it's just, it's Iron Man. So I thought, I thought they were all trying to be Tron. But I thought because I thought they, the all kinda, they all kind of they all kind of light up when he lit up. They have those and was fighting. Neon that was pretty lines cool. kind of outlining well, limbs and stuff. And for me, it wasn't about the story. It wasn't about the story. I just really liked being able to play as different superheroes. The other thing too is how often do you get to play as Wonder Woman or Batgirl? I mean, how often do you get to play as um, Arkham Knight? Different. Wonder Woman's an Arkham Knight. Batgirl. Okay. Yeah. She's see. got an entire. Yeah. Wonder Woman's in another story. game, but how often do you get to? It's always Superman and Batman and. I got no. And I got like that. So I I enjoyed it, and there's you know there's a whole um you know basically rogues gallery that you get to play as. It's really cool too. Here's here's where I feel I like, like it. I'm, here's it's where I fun. feel I'm going to enjoy it because I've done this with several other games where people have taken all the cutscenes and and the 
important story points mm-hmm. and edited together the, the game as a big movie and put it on YouTube, mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching that because then I don't have to frustrate myself with being stuck for two weeks on a level that I can't beat. Yeah. I don't have to, to see what comes next. Invest the time and the blisters and getting getting the, the mechanics of the game just right. I can I can appreciate it for the storytelling. I don't care about the storytelling. I just want to fight. I think it's cool. Okay. And I love the different, you know, the different massive, uh, you know, combo moves that they do where it takes like Wonder Woman lassos you and throws you through the earth or something, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I like that. Things that she would actually do in real life. Of course. Things that she has done in real life. She's real. Case in point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So speaking of games, I got a game for you, bro. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to try this out. And if this is horrible, then don't blame me, even though it's my idea. Money back guarantee. Yeah. So uh, I thought it would be fun to play Name That Tune with you. Ooh. So for the listening audience, I am going to play um, some tunage that uh, Mike cannot see where it's coming from. He can't see the title or anything like that. And um, and whenever we play this game, I'm going to have a theme going along with it. Ah. So um, it's not so much that you need to guess the theme. But right away, you'll understand what the theme is. Is it the theme to Barney Miller? Yes. I win. Done. I win. On to the next. All right. So, that was quick. That was very quick. Okay. So um, we're going to play these these tunes. And uh, we're going to let you basically see if you can figure out what it is. And once, you've, once you think you've got the tune, say that you've got it. And we'll let the music go a little bit longer. Just so that people at home can play along. Right? And then um, I'll stop it. And How we'll should say, I buzz in? Just say, got it. All right. Okay. All right. So here's the first song. Got it. I mean, I know how to buzz in. Okay. Got it. Whoa. Okay. What's your guess right now? My guess is this is the theme song to The Secret of Monkey Island. Let's see if you're right. Well done. And I'm dancing. One of the best games ever played. Love it. I'm going to make it my quest to bring up Monkey Island like every fourth or fifth episode. Just letting you know that. So We could change the title of the show. To what? Brooke loves Monkey Island? No, is it something you can Monkey Island? <laughs> there you go. That would be good. All right. So you are one for one, which is pretty um, in- impressive. But I expected that from you. So here's the next song <laughs> got it what do you think it is you're seven seconds in what do you think it is double dribble no close though take more time Is it Jordan versus Bird? No, NBA Jam. Oh, so close though. You knew it was a basketball game. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. I would have been like, I know that one, but I have no idea what it is. So, okay, all right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could, I, I could, <laughs> on NBA Jam, I could have done the melody along with it. I knew the song. I right, because you were, you were actually tapping the I table along with it. it. Oh, I feel which failure. It's okay. It's okay. Some of these are a little bit more difficult than others, okay? 
All right, so next song. Let's see here. <laughs> Your face is cracking me up. I've got it narrowed down to two. Do you want to make a guess or do you want to hear another song from the same game? Does that reduce my score at all? Yeah, it's like half points if you have to hear a second uh, song. I, would, I, would I recognize the, the other song from the game? Do you want to know the platform? Yeah. Sega. Is it Echo the Dolphin? No! One more guess. Just thinking, think of that song over and over and over and over again. The second one or the first one? Both of them. The game isn't to like repeat. Well, oh, well then. Pete and I repeat. need to rethink my strategy. Okay, you've wasted too much time. Sega, um, Castlevania. Columns. Ugh, ah, dude. It's Columns Columns is not my jam. Yeah, but I'm testing you. No, that's good. That's okay. very difficult. Yeah, here we go. Next, next song. Got it. 18 seconds in, what is it? I want to say Excite Bike. No! It's Tecmo Bowl. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. That's okay. That's okay. These are hard. These are hard. Yeah. Because the thing that they can't see is that you're basically singing along with every song. Oh, they heard that. I mean, you're singing along though, and you're also dancing. So it's like you know the song, you're just having a and little bit of trouble. And then once you say it, then I then, then I you're know. Like, oh, come on now. Okay, so how about this one? A little blast from the past. My confidence is not high right now. Got it. What is it? Goonies 2. No! <laughs> You're so bad at this. Are you drunk? No! You're so bad at this. Come on. Training montage. Mike Tyson's punch out. Mike Tyson's punch out. There you go. I knew you'd get it. I knew you'd get it. All right. Um, I'm actually kind of excited because when I put this list together, I'm like, he's going to get all these. This is going to suck. Meanwhile, I've gotten one. It's okay. It's okay. You'll get this one. All right. Um... Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Burry. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an underwater fart there at the end. 
voiced in the cartoon by Jaleel White. Hey! Hey! All right. So what's the score so far? Do you know? A, a two and everything. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. We've got more. We've got more. There's, there's time for redemption, Michael. I'm going to need to really pull it together here. Okay. Let's see if you can grab this one. Try this one on for size. Oh, whiskers. Okay, I instant what again. Is it? What is it? Instantly recognize the song. Yeah. And <laughs> my brain is so stupid because right away I'm like, oh, dude, that's Skate or Die. But it's not. It's not Skate or Die. What do you think it is? Don't think. Don't think skateboards. Think motorbikes. I already guessed. It. That's not Excite Bike. It's a. Uh... Oh, Road Rash. Road Rash. Oh man, where you could ride a bike next to a dude and steal a chain from him and then whip him in the face with that chain. Look how real the palm trees look. Hey, Grand Theft Auto would not exist without Road Rash. That was a violent game. You could steal dudes' bikes, couldn't you? No, you could just kick him off the Grand bike. Grand Theft Auto, the video game, would not exist. But real Grand Theft Auto <laughs> would still happen. But the real, actual thing. Okay. Next song. I got faith in you, Michael. I got faith in you. Is it George Michael's faith? Okay, I know you can sing it. Do you know what it is? This is Castlevania. This is Castlevania! Yeah! yeah. Castlevania. Legit, man. Directed by Yui Bowl. Legit. Okay. Let's see what else I have here. Okay, how about... Um, I'm creeping through the castle. Yeah. I'm slaying bats. There's like a weird dragon thing. Try this one on for size. <laughs> You've already mentioned it. I've already mentioned this. You one. have, yeah. Can I hear it one mo? Sure. Let me restart it. Here we go. <laughs> this is Excite Bike. That's Excite Bike. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Thank you for the level creator excite bike. Absolutely. All I did was just create. I just made ramp ramp. Just the biggest ramp, jump you ramp. could possibly. That's all I ever did. All I ever did on there. Okay. And then how many more do I have? I think I I might be down to one more. And this one's really tough. Are you ready? I would like to bet all my points on this one. You think you can do this one? I'm going to say Contra. Yeah! <laughs> yes! You got it. Oh, I got all my points back. You got it, sucker. That was a hard one. There's no way I would have uh, known that one. Yes. There is no way I would have known that one. I'm not exaggerating. I play that game solid 
for 13 years. <laughs> I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I did nothing. Forget the world. I'm playing my game. Okay, and then I want to see. This is the most random game, and nobody listening will even have any clue Wait, I what thought this Contra is. Was the last one. It is. I just want to see oh, if you okay. get this all one. Right, all right. It's not possible for anybody to know what this one is. Wait, that's not it. Um, I think I should try. Computer game. Willie Beamish. Oh my god! That's incredible, dude! Yes! <laughs> oh, I know my stuff! How did you do that? Uh, need I remind you, I got Secret of Monkey Island in six seconds. You did, you did. And that's the one I wanted to start with because I wanted you to have some confidence going into well, it. Well, thank you. But anyway, so that was name this tune, name that tune. Name a tune. Name all those tunes. Name as many tunes as you can. And I named, you know, I named about half of them. You did a good job. That was pretty hard. Name my half. Because I would say you named half, but you knew them all. That was challenging. You just couldn't. That's hard to do, though, when there's no context. And I stopped buzzing in. So I, if you, for anybody that was trying to play along, I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried to give enough time, though, so the people at home could, could uh, figure that out. So, all right. Good job, Mike. Good job. I clap for Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you. clap for you. I clap for both of us. Uh, let's play one more quick game. Yeah, let's do it. Games, games. I uh, in the in the honor of you. Hmm. Want to call this? If it ain't Brooke, don't fix it. No, if it ain't Brooke, do fix it. If Please it fix it. Oh, then, however that works. Chris Clack said that. Logistical fallacy. If it ain't Brooke, please fix it. Please fix it. So we're gonna go back and forth round robin. Explain the game. We're going to suggest anything in pop culture. Mm. <laughs> it could be anything. But the other one has to come up with a way to fix it, improve it, make it better. Okay. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Or whatever, you know. Whatever. Here we, we go. We need to work on our titles. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll work on that. So first one. Okay. How would you fix Big Bang Theory? Oh, Big Bang Theory. Um, I would... Have Penny move away, and I would have Leonard uh, meet a girl that is brilliant and accepts him for who he is and doesn't try to change him, and she's not an alcoholic. And I would... Um, How are they going to get their easy jokes in? Huh? Their easy jokes at what, Penny's expense. easy drunk jokes? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Howard. Howard and Cuther Polly are always pretty easy jokes, especially since Cuther Polly has to drink to talk to women that whole, when they did that whole thing, True, they could kind of throw that in there again. So I would get rid of Penny. I like her, but I think that she's, it's the will they, won't they, and they get together and she treats him like crap and they break up and then she treats him like crap and they yeah. break up and she treats him like crap and it's like, stop it. So that's how I'd fix it. I like that. Can, I would add one more thing to it. What? I might have, um, Another group of rival nerds move in downstairs. Ah, yes. But yeah. they're but they're like to to kind of catch the wave on how geek culture is popular and cool and acceptable now. Uh -huh. They're like cool nerds. They're successful. They're like nerds. cool geeks. Yeah. And there's and they, some girls in there. And they always throw rager parties, and they're it's kind of like they're the cool kids, and there there's a rivalry going on between the two of them. I right. think that that could be some interesting story fodder. I like that. I like that. Okay, so uh, to keep it with uh, television shows... You're welcome, Chuck Lorre. Ooh, uh, to keep it with television shows, how would you fix um, Heroes? 
Ooh. Um, Not Heroes Reborn, but Heroes. The original Heroes? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that you really liked it at first, and then it kind of lost you. So mm-hmm. how would you fix it? Um, I think the original appeal was the the mystery and the wonder of the people discovering their powers and finding each other. Mm-hmm. And kind of this global, we don't know what this is yet. Once they started to explain it, it lost a little bit of something. Uh-huh. So I would recast it. <laughs> For the most part, there are a couple people I'd keep, but I, I think some of the casting was wrong and I might focus on not trying to shrink the show by bringing them all together, but keeping them spread out more often mm-hmm. and prolonging having, having like pocket mysteries pop up with each area of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I try. I like it. The next one for you yeah. is going to be. How would you fix Jurassic World? Okay. Um, I really I really liked it for the most part. Um, the big things that I would change or, or fix uh, would probably be the just the main female character, Bryce Dallas Howard's character. It's not so much like I know a lot of people are upset with the whole heels thing. I'm just the overworked female that just can't concentrate on anything except her job because she's just so driven and modern and modern and something happens and pulls her away and she learns that she can do so much. It's like, okay, got it. Moving on. Whatever. It's like, why not make, why not make a female that's as freaking cool as Chris Pratt? And she runs the park. What's wrong with that? Ellie Sattler. Like what? From the original Jurassic Park. I mean, I still had my you know moments with her, but that was that was more writing and weird stunt work. But telling herself to run for no reason. Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, having because you'd like to think that the person that runs Jurassic World, yes, they'd be savvy, but they would be. It would have to be your absolute passion. Yeah. Because maybe a kindred spirit with John Hammond. Yeah. That loves the. The idea of it. Yeah, but but more, I don't know, someone that doesn't wear all white all the time to show the audience how dirty they're getting. But whatever. <laughs> all right. Okay, so how would you fix um, The Frighteners? Taking it back, Michael J. Fox. My goodness. How would Haunting I fix movie. The Frighteners? This is tough because I really... I don't feel like there's much wrong with the Frighteners. I agree with you up to a point. I think it's pretty fantastic. What? Okay, so help me out. Tell me what you think is a flaw that I we think, could work on, and then I'll tell you how I could fix it. I think the Frighteners suffers from what most horror movies suffer from, is don't show me. Don't show me the big bad at the very end. Keep it mysterious. Like, you can still defeat it without having to, like, really make it manifest. So that I see it, so that I, as a stupid okay. audience member, I, I, oh, okay, that's what is. Okay. I get it. I, I thought they were on the right track with having um, the Jeffrey Combs really character. Cool. Yeah. And the, and the Busey's son, Jake Busey. Yeah. At, Chomper McGee. That all kind of, that all kind of worked for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you're right. I think, I think keep, keep some of the mystery at the end. Or have it be where they feel like they've solved it, but then they haven't. And then that's the that's the ending of the story that kind of, it doesn't necessarily serialize the story, uh-huh. but it makes it possible to make uh, subsequent installments of it if, if you wanted to. How would you fix Star Trek Into Darkness? 
The second one. The second one? Um, First one, pretty universally loved. Second one, a little wobbly. How do you fix it? God, it just felt... Uh, I don't even know because I, I barely remember it. I'd make it more memorable. Robocop's in it? No, I know. I know people were in it. I know uh, Bubble Pant... Crotch Debotch is in it. I know he's in it. They lied to everybody about him being Khan, and then he was like, I'm Khan. Yeah. And they've never met him before, so it's like, what? what? Okay. Why would they care? Why would there be bum, bum, bum? I know. Mm. Uh, it, you know what? It was forgettable. It was really pretty forgettable for so me. So how do you fix it? Talking make, bear? Make it memorable. Oh, dancing talking bear. In a top hat. I think that's awesome, but don't make it a black top hat because that's expected. Go with like red. A red top hat. Get flashy. Bears would be flashy. And they call him Satan. Yeah. What? Why? He's a bear. It's a red top hat. No, it didn't say. I didn't say like he had a red. Not the bear. The tail. hat's called Satan. Oh, oh. <laughs> Look at Satan on that bear. <laughs> my my hat has a name. It's O S C A R. That's not Satan. That's how they spell it in space. Oh, no one can hear you spell in space. <laughs> you shook your head at me. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, the re plus the reason for, for Khan being a bad guy, don't make me feel sorry for him. Like, I want, if it's Star Trek, I want a bad, bad, bad guy. And they did it in the first, it was like Tyler replay. Perry. Yes. In the first one. Yeah. No, it was like a replay of the first one where it's, okay, this guy is just doing all this stuff because he lost his family. You know, bum, bumble pants, stitchy butt is like doing it because uh, he lost someone in his family. It's the same motivation. Why not just have, because Captain Kirk is good, right? He's just good. He personifies, he makes some wrong turns here and there, but he's a good man. Chaotic good. Right, yeah. Yes. But he's 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 chaotic good, but he's good. Give me chaotic bad. Oh. That's a battle I you want to see. You want Star Trek Joker. You want like somebody who just wants not to watch things burn. You know, not necessarily Joker, but 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 something that that Spock can't understand. There's no logic to it. So Spock can't help you out and and if they Kurt okay. has to figure it out on his own because So if they had faced Ren and Stimpy with space madness. Oh, call back. Because they covered the ice cream bar. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's how I'd fix it. Fixed. Okay. Um, How would you fix the movie Hateful Eight? Wow. Ooh. Ooh. And don't tell me there's nothing you'd fix about it. Oh, it's got a lot of problems. Um, I recast Jennifer Jason Lee because oh, I have a you. big problem with her. She drives me knuckles. I recast Michael Madsen. Yep. Or Madsden or whatever yeah. his name is. Because I don't like him. Michael Whisper, yo. I would completely cut uh, Channing Tatum out of it. Not that he was bad. He was just like he was Forrest Whitaker in the movie. He was out of place. That's probably all I do as far as the casting goes. I think the beginning of it, I think you can get rid of the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. And I think if you have the first 15 to 20 minutes is just the shot of the damn wagon in the snow. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. But I, I think if you, if you pick it up with all four of them 
in the stagecoach. And then we have the discussion about the letter from Lincoln Mm -hmm. pick up right there and tell me who these characters are through their interactions in that scene. I don't need to see the three of them. I don't need the N word so much. Yeah. I don't need or at all. Um, And I, I get what I, I get. I get that, but I feel like Quentin Tarantino with, with not just that word, but other words like the, the C word for women that mm-hmm. drives me crazy. I feel like he didn't use that in the movie. He has before, but not in hateful eight. Did he, it became, it became replaced with the, the B word, but I the just B feel, word took over for the N word at the end of the movie. But I feel like it's just at some point, it's almost just, are we just going for shock value? Are we just trying to like numb with the word? Like, I think, I'm, okay. In, in a really clinical sense, I think you could say that some people, when they do that, could, are trying to argue that words are words and that they really don't have any power except that which we assign to them. And that's, that's a valid stance. It's also, I think words do have power though. Yeah. You're and, getting deep right now. Okay. So. All right. Uh, I got the last one for you to fix. Ready? Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. The reason I'm laughing is because Mike just showed me his phone that has his notes on it. And it literally says Johnny Depp career. So let's have a short little discussion on how Johnny Depp could fix his career. He Twin speak. Siblings. I feel like. Maybe Johnny Depp's career and Robert Downey Jr.'s career have like a portrait of Dorian Gray of each other, and they're they've they've crossed paths, like they've stepped through the looking glass. They cross the streams. There's something going on where Robert Downey Jr. can do no wrong now, except for the Judge or whatever that movie. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Is it a good? It's rough. He's yeah. good in it though. I mean, okay. he's Robert Downey Jr. He's really pretty good in everything. Yeah. It's it's hard to watch though. Okay. And Johnny Depp. To be fair to Johnny Depp, I haven't seen Black Mass, which a lot of people said it was really strong. That's acting. the Whitey Bulger yes. movie, right? Yes. But in the trailer, they did a thing with the trailer where they showed you literally an extended ninety second clip of the movie where it was just solid acting for a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And. The acting looked really good, but the the makeup that they put him in was again really kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know is is he if he's trying to be like the modern day Lon Chaney Jr. Here's what or I don't get, and, and I'm asking an honest question. I'm not trying to like rag on or something. What was his best performance? Where is everyone getting that he's this phenomenal actor? Do you, he was I for, okay. I forgot this. Carib- he was nominated for an Oscar for Jack Sparrow in the first one. Okay, that's that's super. The first one, yes, he's captivating. He's he steals the show. He's he chews up every scene he's in. And in the first because, one, everything came together. Yeah, it's a everything. totally fun experience, and he created something that is wildly unique. Yes, very Keith Richards, but wildly unique. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, like it's almost like people are acting like he's just this second coming of the most talented actor in the world. I'm like, he's just quirky. He just does quirky stuff. It's almost like he goes, Oh, is there a prosthetic in it? I'm in. Do I get to do wear makeup? I'm in. Is it's there, like, is there like a, an evolutionary chart where it goes from Keanu to Johnny Depp to like Ray Liotta, like where we step up and, and it becomes, 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, so we started in Nightmare on Elm Street, which is just, you know, that's how teenagers are in movies. So yeah, but anybody nothing, could Yeah, nothing amazing in that. Um, 21 Jump Street. I'm trying to think of some other movies that he did that are really big for him. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, did which see- is quintessential Tim Burton, though. That's not him to me. That's Tim okay, Burton. Okay, but let's not downplay how hard that role is to play. It's deceptively hard to play that role. And right. Because other, otherwise you're just standing there. It's, he's, yeah. re, he's emoting the entire time. You're right. You're right. So he's really good. I'll give him, okay, so I'll give him hands. points for that. Um, I never saw Fear and Loathing because it just looked like a like a nightmare to watch. Sure. Is he great in that? Have, or you, he have just... you seen Blow? No. Where he plays the, it's it's the, kind of I, I forget whether it's a true story or based on the true story about the, the drug, one of the drug kingpins, mm-hmm. 70s, 80s. I remember, I remember the movie. It's, the movie wants to be, thinks that it's greater than it is. And the movie wants to be a Scorsese kind of like yeah. Goodfellas type thing. Mm-hmm. But his performance in it is really pretty good. He's really solid in that. Well, I just, I feel like he's had more weird, clunky, disappointing performances. But every time he comes out with one of these movies, the critics are shocked that he's, that it's not good. And it's like, where did you come up with this huge canon of material that he's just this flawless actor? And I don't get it. I mean, he's had good moments here and there, but so is everybody. I mean, Really, maybe not everybody. That's an exaggeration for sure. But do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's almost like we've, because Jack Sparrow was so beloved, we're acting like he's got this flawless movie career and he's just this mo- this emotional, strong actor. And, and every movie that's come out, I feel like in the past 10, 15 years with him in it is like, oh, what a disappointing flop. Okay, so well, let's yeah, go back and bad. let's go back and look at some of the true highlights. Okay. Okay, Nightmare on Elm Street, we talked but about. Anybody could have done that. Um. He was in Platoon, but who remembers him in Platoon? It was here's, a, here's where I – my litmus test for a phenomenal actor is I couldn't imagine anybody else pulling off that role. Okay. 1990, right? he was in John Waters' Crybaby. Crybaby, I loved that movie, but, I mean, honestly, anybody could have – that wasn't great acting. It was a fun yes. school music. And that was the sport. same year as Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. And then three, I'll give him that one. Then three years later, he did Benny and June. Nope. Where he basically stole the Buster Keaton routine. Exactly. Yep. And that and then in ninety-three also What's Eating Gilbert What's Gray, Eating Gilbert Gray. Which he got schooled by a young Leo DiCaprio in that movie. Yep. But that's not the part. I mean, he was it wasn't like their parts were equally written. No, but still. Okay, here's the one Anybody where anybody could have done that part though to me. And then in ninety four, I think, is where he starts picking up steam with people because this shows up on a lot of people's favorites lists is Ed Wood. Uh, but that to me is just, that's, I feel like at that time you could have maybe had half a dozen guys that actors that could have done something similar, if not as good okay. with Tim Burton directing he, you. Yes. And he did put on a big character in that. Like he was, of he, course, was he was supposed to. Absolutely. Um, same year, Don Juan DeMarco. Eh. Yeah. And then we've got Nick of Time, the real time thriller with uh, Christopher Walken. Okay. Anybody could have been in that. Yeah. 97, you've got Donnie Brasco, which a lot of people say is pretty solid. Never saw it. It's him and Al Pacino. Okay. Um, you've got Fear and Loathing in 98. Uh-huh. You've got The Ninth Gate in 99, The Astronaut's Wife, and then in 99, Sleepy Hollow. Again, Sleepy Hollow was, it was like a, um, it was like Edward Scissorhands that talks. That's kind of the character he played was with a better script. 
I mean, okay. really, it was kind right. of almost the same visuals, and he was that timid kind of spooked. I'll give you that. You know. Um, 2000, he was in Chocolat, which Paul Rudd will tell you is delightful. Delightful. Um, 2001, he played George Young in in Blow. Yeah. Same year, he was in From Hell, which yeah. is, I guess, is that a... Anybody an, else could have done that's that. That's a Jack the Ripper story. 2003, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. That's no one else. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. He was great in that. Okay. Um, the Libertine, Secret Window, Finding Neverland, where he played um, Matthew B- J.M. Barry, who okay. wrote Peter Pan. Okay. Was he great in that, or was that just well-written and directed? I think it was solid. I don't know great, but okay. I think it was a solid performance. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Nope. How dare you? Corpse Bride. Voiceover? Well, that's still acting. No, but I'm saying that's voice work. Um, there are a lot of voice actors that shouldn't be in front of the camera. Okay. And then in 2006, we've got the sequel to pirates, Uh 2007, the sequel to the sequel to pirates. Jeez. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of fleet street. Again, that's uh, angry. Edward Scissorhands. They're singing. There's emoting. Did you see it? No. Cause I don't want to see him sing. It's the a, fact that he's in this awesome rock and roll band, Hollywood vampire, like go away. But if we're going to be fair to, you're already building a case. I mean, let's be fair to him. We're, we're, we're looking at this, right? Sweeney Todd was a difficult performance. All right. Not, Could anyone else have possibly done it? Absolutely. Maybe because, a handful. because there are actors that do it on stage all the time and get rave reviews. Okay. Played John Dillinger in public enemies. Meh. Um, Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter. I don't dig Alice in Wonderland at all. So that's not my, I can't make a comment on that. The Tourist with, um, which Angelina Jolie. people said was horrible. Okay. People said, people said Rango critics, whatever. Rango was really good. Uh, didn't like Rango as much as you did. Okay. You just, you didn't like the aesthetic of the movie because the animation was, you, you, Told me it was dirt. It looked dirty. Yeah, I, and I know it's like in a desert, but it was just. It was. I didn't. Okay. I didn't like. I didn't like the script, and I didn't really like it. So. Okay. Um. The Rum Diary, and then we've got Dark Shadows. Uh, Vampire Edward Scissorhands. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I knew you were going to say that. Twenty One Jump Street. He had the cameo as his, as himself. No one else could have played that part. Uh, the Lone Ranger. Oof. Another one that got panned. Transcendence got panned. Mm-hmm. Into the Woods got panned. Yep. Tusk. Yep. Black Mask. Or Black Mask. Mordecai. Panned. Whoops. Uh, okay. And then Alice Through the Looking Glass. So it's, you know, with everything that's happened with Amber Heard, people are like, oh, his fall from grace. And I'm like, you mean when he played Jack Sparrow the first time? So Jack Sparrow that's and Ed- where he Edward got every, that's are really where, yes. The, that's the two that captured everybody and made everyone think that he was this phenomenal. I don't think he's crappy, but I don't think he's I don't think he's upper echelon. And then I, with his public persona, when you see him in interviews and you yeah. see him at, at Cannes Film Festival, wearing like. And, Three hats at a time and He's got, twenty yeah. necklaces and fourteen rings. It's like he, he had to wear his entire his uncle's entire closet. Like, you're like you see him talking and you're like, Do you have two more fingers on that hand? I don't even understand what's happening. And when he's me. talking that's good acting. He sounds to me like he, he always remind, reminded me of like the opposite emotion of Robin Williams. 
He's like this down, morose. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what Johnny Depp's best performance was. Tom Petty video. Which one? He did two, didn't he? I think. I think he did, so. Uh, he did Free Falling and Learning to Fly, didn't he? No, it was Into the no, Great no, no, White no. Open. Into the Great White Open. Because he was the the whole song was about him. Mm-hmm. He was the character. Not not his best performance. I'm kidding. I'm still going with Mordecai. It's a jo- oh. Turkey Fest. He's got a mustache. Oh, Turkey Fest. Yeah. And there's goop in it. So I I, I don't know. I maybe I reject the premise. Maybe there is no fixing his career. I don't think there's anything that I mean, I feel bad. I, I feel don't. bad for the whole thing. Yeah, don't say you feel bad for him. No, it's just like top to bottom, it's like how you know, it just all spun out of control. I just think it's funny how people can you know, one or two good things come from an actor and it's like, they've got this such goodwill built up that when you kind of see them do the same thing over and over and over and over again, it's like, oh, what? That's shocking. It's like his career is his, his almost his entire career is a behind the music episode after when we come back. <laughs> it's, after they talk about the childhood years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Things take a turn for the worse. Well, that's a, that's a winning note to go out on. Yeah. Fix it, Johnny Depp. Fix it. You're playing the brown note right now, man. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what else? That's it. Okay. So until next time. Until next time. Um, should you need us, Sarah? Should you? Yeah, should you need should us? Should you need us? Um, if you want to... Tell us through email or any kind of electronic means why we're wrong about Johnny Depp. Or how you would fix any of the uh, topics we came up with. Throw him in jail, anything like that. Um, how yeah, would you how would you fair. fix how would you fix the movies and TV shows that we feel are broken? Um, send it to something you can stop at gmail.com. Otherwise, please look for a future installment of this where you never know, you might be on one of these one day. <gasps> what? So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Brooke, what do you got for him? Anything? I just want to say one thing. Bye! (laughs) I was going to hold it for so much longer, but you made me laugh.